Ladies and gentlemen, it's an honor to stand here and address you today as the final speaker of CPAC Hungary. We began the weekend with Prime Minister Orban delivering his 12 points for Christian conservative victory. And now Jack Posobiec is here to announce a major victory. The Department of Homeland Security and the Biden administration's Ministry of Truth is no more. The board has been dissolved, replaced into a review status, and the head of the board, Nina Yankovic, has been forced to resign. Now, the Washington Post... Now, the Washington Post chief political operative, Taylor Lorenz, excuse me, Ms. Taylor Lorenz, saw fit to lay blame for this series of events on me as the person who first exposed this illiberal authoritarian board for what it was and started the series of events that led to its ultimate demise. Just a few days ago, I was informed of these developments while standing in line with my wife, Tanya, there she is, to enter the Sistine Chapel of the Vatican, which was a lifelong dream of ours. Now, Taylor Lorenz, however, did not reach out to me for comment when writing her propagandist spreed that one man would have the audacity to question a censorious government board and an unelected, shrill, contemptuous, woke, scold, schoolmarm to be the apparent arbiter of truth in the United States across social media, the new public square. However, although Ms. Lorenz never reached out to me for comment on her story that Ms. Yankovic is now newly unemployed and the Ministry of Truth is no more because of me, thanks to CPAC, I have the opportunity to respond in this forum. And so here is my statement, and I ask that the Washington Post print it in full. Requesquiat en pace. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an honor. It is an honor to stand before you today, not just as a speaker, but as a proud Polish Catholic. Who could have one day predicted that the first Posobiec would stand here in Budapest, just across the Carpathians from our family homeland in the Galatia region, and speak as an honored guest in defense of our shared Western heritage? I'm humbled to be here. I only wish the occasion were less dire. I'm an American, but my family heritage is of Poland. And like Hungary, Poland understands the dire threat of totalitarian, bureaucratic, unelected governance, whether it comes from Moscow or from Brussels. Tonight I come to you with a very important question. Is the West dead? You might say this question is ridiculous. The West isn't dead, the West can never die, so long as there are those who are willing to fight for it. Those like the people in this very room and the people watching at home. Yet if you look outside this room, the prognosis looks grimmer by far. Every day a new outrage against our history, our values, and the very identity of the West is committed under cover of darkness. A darkness that, like the devil who created it, has many names. Might have heard some of them. Wokeness, globalism, open societies, technocratic neoliberalism. This is a new communism for a new age. I spent years living in China, and it is clear to me that neoliberalism is attempting to copy the model of authoritarian power of the Chinese Communist Party and spread it across the entire West. Now, some would argue that the West is already dead. 
Almost 60 years ago, the scholar James Burnham described the managerial liberalism of the 20th century as the voluntary suicide of the West. Does anyone dispute his thesis now that we've seen almost 60 years of the results? We've watched our schools turn into incubators for racial and gender strife. Laws are twisted into arbitrary bureaucratic mandates only to be applied to political opponents and the middle class, never to actual criminals or the ruling class, our betters. Reason was rendered subject to the tears of the weak and the hysterical. The unhealthy were declared beautiful, the unworthy declared experts, and the unfit declared strong. Wars were begun under the pretext of lies and sovereign instability was created by those who seek to profit from armed conflict and porous borders. Against 60 years of a wasting disease like global liberalism, what civilization could stand? You know what they're really saying? That this is the end of beauty, the end of intelligence, and the end of strength. You say that, by the way, and you will be shut down on social media. And if you try to free social media, like Mr. Elon Musk is doing right now, you will be tried to shut down as they were trying to shut down him. Say otherwise, and then, like me and many others in this room, you will be labeled as a purveyor of disinformation. And so I ask again, is the West dead? Yes. The West, as we inherited it, is no more. But we are called to be stewards of the West. We owe it to those who came before us, who built the castles of Budapest, the basilicas of Rome, the royal mines of Krakow, the Notre Dame of Paris, and who came to America and built a new nation under God. As a Catholic, I know that this does not have to be the end of the story. Because like Christ, the West will not stay dead. Gustav Mahler once said that tradition is not the worship of ashes, but the preservation of fire. You may reduce the West to ashes, but within those ashes, the spark of tradition will always be waiting. Tonight, we gather to fan that spark and to pray that its cleansing fire will inspire a new rebirth. Tonight, I stand before you and make a call that must be heard from Budapest to Boston, from Paris to Pittsburgh, from Rome to Rochester. It is time for the rebirth of the West. What is Western civilization? I define it like this. Greek philosophy, Roman law, and the words of the Holy Bible. Now you may notice, by the way, that I don't say to win that we must return to a single tradition. And that would be foolhardy, as we're trying to construct from one whole cloth as our enemies are attempting to do. That's not the way it works in the West. We all have our various pieces in the different grand cultural tapestry of the Western civilizations. Our success has always come from embracing the best in each of our cultures and allowing true national sovereignty to flourish, from defending the borders of our lands to growing our families and our homes. This has always been the vision of the West, and we need a vision like that now, a vision, a vision wise enough to bring peace, a vision strong enough to win wars, a vision confident enough to settle the stars. We will inspire the next generation to build cathedrals, write symphonies, write masterworks, and to dream beyond any imagination. The West will rise like Lazarus from its tomb and cast away the blindness and darkness of our era with the searing light of truth. Beauty, genius, and strength will survive once again. And we will look back on the shadows dancing on the 
grave of the West as fake, weak, decadent illusions, illusions that will be burned away as the phoenix that is the West rises again. We will not allow the inheritors of Western civilization to be forced into the slavery of atomized materialistic lifestyles controlled by the likes of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. We will not allow the World Health Organization and their pandemic treaties to usurp the sovereignty of our nations. Ladies and gentlemen, for the sake of our inherited civilization, of our shared history, our shared values, and our shared future, stand with me as we prove that like the rebirth of the West, we are inevitable. Thank you very much and God bless.